The voice of the Blue Bombers one-on-one with Mike O'Shea. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coach's show is brought to you by DeKalb. They are ready to be your number one canola seed. And I'm sure I said it last week. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are ready to be number one in the CFL's West Division. With a win Saturday against Edmonton, the Bombers will clinch home field for the West Final. And we will celebrate November 11th uh, with hopefully some great November weather for football. What When I say great weather for football in November, what immediately comes to mind for you? Like 15 and sunny or minus 15 and just vicious doesn't matter when you say november 11th all i can think about is remembrance day to start so but that till those celebrations will be over those remembrances will be over by whatever time and we'll kick off at some point but uh that's what i think of okay yeah the west final in 2021 i've been talking to a bunch of people and i keep bringing up great games i've seen the the 21 west final was as cold a football game as i've been to maybe the 2000 Five Grey Cup, I believe, was here. Whichever one was Montreal, BC here. It was cold as a fan, but that one frozen in the booth. Was it? Was that as bad as you've had in a while? Because that was that was a December game, right? With the late start to the season. Yeah, and- one of those games was cold, really cold. I don't, I don't know that I remember exactly which one, but um, yeah, there's there's one. It must have been that game where you did certainly. Feel your feet differently, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I think I got ended up with a little bit of frostbite on my cheeks. But um, yeah, it's hey, it's, that was December. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like the way I, you feel your feet differently. I think we all know exactly what you mean uh, with that one win. Uh, BC did not cooperate this past weekend. They beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats, keeping their chances of finishing first alive. One win, and you guys clinched home field advantage throughout the playoffs. How much will that affect what we see on Saturday? Because you could, you could look at this and go, well, there's, there's the chances that we don't finish first and thus get the buy are so minimal. We can kind of do whatever we want no. with our roster to no. make sure we're in prime position for the playoffs. You could, we, ha- we have to, we have to stick to what we've been doing. Um, we have to get better. I mean, we can't, slough off this week as a, uh, you know, it, it, it'd be a missed opportunity if we don't use this week to get better and improve on um, what we did last week and what we've done throughout the season. So, I mean, that's the ask. Everybody understands how important, um, you know, s- sticking to what we're doing, improving, you know, having that, um, I'm not even going to say momentum, but having that, just that good, solid feeling of playing good football for the right reasons, you know? So, In the last couple seasons, you've had a chance to, or you've taken the opportunity to to rest players in the final couple of games because your playoff position has been settled. Did those, do you look back at those and go, you know what, I think we did that right. Do you think there's things you would change? Is there anything of the last couple of years that you've taken away that you go, oh, that may affect the way we approach this year if we get that opportunity? Uh, yeah, I mean, you take notes on every season, you know, on how you did it and how it worked out. But then every year, you know, you you have a new team with um, a different set of circumstances that you have to make the best possible decision with, <laughs> right? So yeah. 
these are the circumstances we, we have this year. And obviously the plan is to work as hard as we can this week and try and get the outcome that we want. But really it's, once again, it's about making sure we're doing the, um, you know, we're sticking to our plan and looking for those little edges that'll get us better. Some roster moves that we'll talk about as we come along. We go along. We'll take your texts and your calls at 204-780-6868. Let's start with Dave, who is with us on line number two. Dave, thanks for being with us. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Uh, good evening. Uh, Mike, you're a great coach. You're a great inspiration. I have a question, though, with regard to your offensive philosophy in that Zach needs more time for your guys to run their pass patterns. Why don't you take one of those receivers out and have a tight end? Oh, well, we do play with a tight end, I would say. Um, well, I, I, I guess I won't know if it's more than other teams, but we play with a tight end quite often. In fact, we dress a, a seventh O lineman also and go to double tight ends quite often. We go to a tight end and a fullback. Um, so we have lots of packages where we have bigger uh, people, more protection. It doesn't mean we're going to pass the ball in those situations. Um, but, uh, yeah, we have, I think, nine or ten different personnel packages right now, and some of those include tight ends and fullbacks and extra tight ends. So, um we run the gamut, and we try to do as many different things out of those plays as possible. Yeah, Dave, you get a lot well, of – Liam Dobson's out there a lot, right? Liam Dobson, you'll see, is uh, 64 at a tight end there. You'll see some Tuielli, 65 at the other tight end sometimes. You know, Dave, you know what I'm talking about. I think Dave accidentally hung up. All right, well, Dave, we appreciate you being with us. Uh, I'm. People like tight ends. People like the thought of tight ends. Uh, people like to thought of their quarterback not getting mushed, but uh, I just have always fall back on Zach under pressure is better than anybody in the CFL in my mind. And just from what I've seen and charted out, he is, he has no problems. He seems to relish it. It's odd. Uh, I, Cause I, I can't imagine relishing the thought that grown men are coming to kill me. And you know what? I'll make a play around this guy. He's phenomenal. Yeah. I've heard him say, yeah, I got this several times really? in terms of, you know, in the, Wanting more guys out, but uh, Buck does a great job. Marty, you know, Bergs and Jay, they do a great job offensively, putting trying to put everybody in the right spot. But yeah, we we as you said, we we do run a lot of tight end stuff. Yeah, uh, Hamilton does a bunch, but you guys, I, I would guess, would be the top two in the CFL and uh, tight ends. Gary is with us on line number one. Gary, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Michael Shea. Hey, Coach, I was awestruck by your conversation of your wife's love for the Golden Boy. Oh. I've got a quick little story for you. Okay. I'm, I'm an old fart, 68 years old. But when I was 10 years old, I lived on Balmoral Street between St. Mary's and Broadway. No green space at all. The only place me and my friends could play football was the legislature. And we befriended a commissioner there who was working every weekend. And you know what he did for me and my two friends? He took us all the way up the spiral, opened the hatch, 
and we were four feet from the golden boy. Uh-oh. Oh, I, boy. I hope my, my wife so, can't hear that. She'll be. Well, I was going to say, if you, your wife, and your family want to go, I will send a letter. It's only <laughs> with your permission, right? Oh, we're good. We're good. I, I do appreciate week. that, but but we're and good. You can take a selfie, and you you'll be you'll have the happiest wife in the world. <laughs> That's pretty great. That's <laughs> cool. Okay. It's a cool story. I'm sure she'll hear that. Well, well, you let me know next week. I'll be listening, and good luck in your next game. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Gary. Thanks for being with us at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. That would be pretty cool to be within uh, a few feet of uh, the golden boy. Uh, Mike is, is on the text line at 204-780-6868. This may go along with the tight end thing. He says, could you ask coach, can we get a fridge play? I assume refrigerator Perry and let a make big man get a score. Everybody loves a big man scoring. Now I'll say this. I was watching that Chicago bears uh, super bowl when they didn't give Walter Payton uh, the ball to score a touchdown. They gave it to the fridge instead I think, you know, that might be the demise of the Chicago Bears right there. <laughs> That's the curse. I mean, you give it to the fridge. It's all. That's awesome. Th- that whole team was, I mean, they certainly um, liked the spotlight. Jim McMahon and those guys, they had an album. They had a, a Super song. Bowl shuffle. They had all videos. They had all sorts of crazy stuff going on. But Walter Payton didn't get a, a Super Bowl touchdown. And the fridge did, and you know, I, I could honestly, it's got to be Walter Payton. Like, why would you do that? Well, because the fridge is, is an icon now yeah. of '80s football. Walter was always going to be, and I think yeah. Liam Dobson, lineman, tight end. That cat. I mean, he did that one picture in college with his shirt all the way hiked up, and I'm like, he must have a touchdown celebration in there somewhere. No. I think I think he's probably a funny dude. So I, Walter Payton. <laughs> that's all that's all right however however we get touchdowns as bomber fans i think we'll be fine with it it's 7 15 we will break your texts and calls for the head coach ahead of the bombers and elks on saturday it's a coach's show on 680 cjob the pro-line gold bomber coaches show on 680 cjob coaches show is brought to you by decal book by december 15th and save with the decalb Instant discount 204-780-6868 for your texts and calls for the head coach Mike O'Shea ahead of Saturday's game versus the Edmonton Elks. Jeff asks from the tax line, Coach O'Shea, will you be employing a spy versus Trey Ford? If so, who would be the likely players to fill this role in various situations? Cheers and best of luck. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I mean, we're still putting the plan together. I, other teams have done that. Um, we've done that in the past against other opponents, um, but we're still putting that plan together right now. It certainly won't be me. I will not be chasing <laughs> Mr. Ford around the field. Oh, he's but fast. Ooh. I did. I a long time ago. I used to get taken out of the game, and Byron Parker was put in as a spy in certain situations. Okay. And we would charge him a dollar a yard or maybe five bucks a yard for every yard that the quarterback made past the line of scrimmage um, that he had to put into like a donut fund or something like that. But I hated coming out. So, you know, when you put a spy in, you pull somebody else off the field. And if it's the right thing to do, that's what we'll do. And if it's not, it's not. 
I can't possibly know this. And I don't know if you can explain it in the time that we have. But if you take one person, you commit him to watch the quarterback. And if he goes, if he moves, you move. Takes resources from somewhere else would be mm-hmm. my guess. I don't know how to explain it best, but you're also you're sacrificing something to protect from the fact that Trey might take off for 20 yards or Crum or Powell or blah, blah, blah. Yep. The mobile quarterbacks we it's have in this league. It's just a risk reward and seeing if you can't cover up that hole that you're going to create somewhere else. Yeah. The deficiency you're going to create, not necessarily the hole, but the deficiency you might create somewhere else. Yeah. You just got to val- see the value in that. All right. Andy is on the text line at 204-780-6868. Says, Coach O'Shea, uh, this, for, this was uh, news from last week. Why were so many players, including Carlton Agadosi, released from the practice roster? There was a day where I believe it was eight guys were released from the practice roster. Yeah, we uh, expanded our PR, which you're allowed to do for a month, uh, anytime after September or whatever it is, a couple days into September. Um, we decided to do it early this year based on our schedule because we had so many bye weeks coming up or whatever. You, if you keep a PR guy around and they're sitting here for a week in a hotel not practicing, it's draining for them, right? It's not fun. They're not, they're not, you're not getting full value. So we did it based on our schedule when we thought it would work best. And then at some point you have to go back down. So f- Five people would have to go, and then we had a couple other guys come back healthy, which then means a few more people have to go. You can only have so many people on your roster. Um, and we're generally not the team that keeps a bunch of guys on the injured list um, just to keep them around. We have never really done that. I mean, we, we generally speaking finish very well compared to the rest of the league in terms of our um, injury data, our money, our, the money we spend on injuries, and we certainly don't make a real big habit of of um, using that in our system. <laughs> you know, okay. um, some teams would spend quite a bit more than us, and generally speaking, yeah, I don't know if those guys are injured or not. Oh, you know. stashing. Yeah, but it's healthy, it's healthy it's, scratching. It's legal. Yeah. You just have to have the budget for it, and we don't. We typically don't do that. I mean, we have a lot of very good players that are on the field. Yeah, and some that are waiting for a chance to get on the yep. field. A uh, couple uh, transactions today. Uh, you guys have added Noah Hallett to the mm. practice roster. We released him on May 13th was the day uh, during training camp. But Noah Hallett is back. Yeah. Very exciting day for him and his, and his teammates. He's he's been working extremely hard to get back, um, and you know we were sort of in a position where we wanted to wait and see. And um, he just you know worked every single day to to be back in this position. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 very exciting for for the guys. They love him. So take him and plop him in the locker right next to Nick Hallett. Yeah. Uh, yeah, probably <laughs> the, they might share a locker. Those two, they have a they have a real strong like strong doesn't even go to describe what what I kind of perceive their relationship to be like. Yeah, best good, friends they're forever. Good, they're good brothers. They're they're and yeah. they're more than that, which is they're they're fun to be around. I tell you, they are fun to be around. Really? Yep. Okay. Yep. They they got the little. They know how to needle you. <laughs> oh, very good. All right. Yeah. All right, and then uh, wide receiver Bryce Mitchell. Uh, it's. The CFL website has him going to the active roster, which is not the 
Okay, futures. Yeah, okay. I believe. Yep. Yeah, it says active XX, which is not active the 45 man roster, but a six foot three, 210 receiver out of Toledo, played five years at Toledo, uh, ending in 2021. Uh, we'll get a chance to see maybe what he's all about one day. Uh, let's go back to uh, the text line. We have a, another moment. Monique is on the text line. Says, uh, hi, coach. Uh, to, to, uh, Glenn Suter spoke a few weeks ago about creating a rating system for the best short yardage quarterbacks in the league, Dakota. Constantly gets two or three yards when he goes in on a short yardage down. Uh, can we call him Mr. Automatic? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to call him that. That's just begging for trouble. <laughs> <laughs> he's been he, he's been very good in those situations to the point where Doug and I in the booth, are they going to start going on third and two or second and three? Will, the, will we start seeing Dakota Prukop in those? Because... It's all working real well, it seems like. Yeah, he, he's good, and our, our edges are good. I just remarked the other day that um, the group of receivers, the fullback, Damian and uh, Brady, uh, they they block hard on the edges. So they're not – they just don't take that play off and let the big guys do the work. They're in there grinding it out, driving their legs. You know, it's good, tough contact in there. And – um Dakota is obviously very uh, skilled also in terms of his footwork and his, and then his athleticism and toughness. He's, he's meant for that too, right? And his balance uh, when he gets through there. Yeah. Yeah. He's done a great job for us. It was very exciting to have him back this year. Um, You know, it was uh, was one of those areas where we weren't quite sure exactly um, how it was going to go. And then Dakota pops back in there and, oh, this is what it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the guys up front do a great job. Dakota was number one in the CFL last season in sneak conversion percentage, both second and third down. So, uh, and I, I suspect I haven't, I'm behind in my charting, but I'm going to assume it's right up there once again. It is 727. We'll break for the news more with the head coach, Mike O'Shea, and your texts and calls at 204 780 6868. It's the Coaches Show at 680 CJOB. The Proline Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coach Show brought to you by DeKalb. They're ready to be your number one canola seed. Speaking of birthdays today, happy birthday to Bombers linebacker Adam Big Hill. The big 3-5 today and still looking good. It looks great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wish I looked like that when I was 35 or 25 or any age in my lifetime. But uh, happy <laughs> birthday to uh, to Adam. Looking forward to seeing him uh, back in action with the rest of the Bombers Saturday as they take on the Edmonton Elks. 204 780 68 for your texts and calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. I was in Grand Forks over the weekend and caught the North Dakota, North Dakota State game where I saw Brady Oliveira and Evan Holm, North Dakota alum. And then Rashid Bailey was there as well. And Brady just was in his element. He's just back at his alma mater and just everything was everything was good. Everything was good. What's it like for you when you go back to your alma mater now? Because, I mean, years of playing football relationships you would have for life. And it's been, it's been a while. And I, I wonder if those, if it's still the same feeling when you go back there. Well, the, the facilities have completely changed. Um, the fields in the same location. I mean, the university is still a university. So you always have great memories uh, about being there, but it's really about the people. If you, if you go back and see people that you were with when you were there, I think, that's maybe more important. 
right? Dennis McPhee's the the DC there, and he was my linebacker coach. Um, he's had many different stops along his journey. He was in the CFL for a long, long time um, with Hamilton as a D line coach. So, but he's back at Guelph as the DC, and he was, like I said, he was my linebacker coach there when I was getting started. So, um, I like going back and visiting him for sure. Uh, but it's they've, they've got a, a gorgeous facility there. But yeah, I mean everybody, you know, everybody loves your their. I would think most people really enjoy their university experience. So when they go back to see to to their university campus, there's just so many fond memories, right? Yeah, and it's uh, and and I'm just like that for sure. Enjoy it immensely. So my daughter you, goes there now. So yeah. Yeah. So if you if you run across Steve McKee, I just pulled out names from the 1992 yeah. Guelph Griffins. Um, the write-up had names Rob DeGravio. I hope yeah, I'm saying that correctly. <laughs> and, and Steve McKee. If you run into those guys, are you just back in 1992? Yeah, it's like, it was like it was yesterday. I ran into uh, Steve at a small bar somewhere in Ontario one time just by happenstance, and we had a great night. Yeah, it was fantastic getting to ca- catch back up. Yeah, that's, I mean, whatever you take away from sports, you were able to become a professional athlete and have a great long yeah. career. Some of us stopped in high school, but those just having competed and having done all that work together for a common goal, you're, bo- you're bound forever no matter what level it was yeah, at. Yeah, absolutely. It, it really is always about the people you're with. It really is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Rick is with us on line number one. Rick, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi guys, thanks for thanks for taking my call. Listen, Coach, the BC game. So as a fan, that was crazy emotional. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's not. It's like, and again, that play of the game, and I, I just how do how does your how do your players just not get at least visibly not get caught up in all that? Or yeah, they're not they're not basket the cases, eh? They're not a bunch right. of basket cases. They're just holding their holding their emotions yeah. in check and they're executing plays, and it's because they're awesome. Uh, yeah, like it's you yeah. know, I mean, Zach, Zach with those two crazy fumbles, like whatever, like how does that happen? And yet, you know, to have the fortitude to just your whole team just to stick there, to stick with it. Yeah, that's impressive. Well, he he what is he is that kind of leader where, um, you know. The guys know he cares, and they know it's eating him up inside. But he he plays like there's it's it's not bothering him at all, and he and he doesn't let it affect him. You know, the next time he's going in there, or he uses it as I've said before. I think he's got this ability that not a lot of guys have to take that negative play and turn it into uh, competitive fuel, right? So um, it does not bring him down. He just gets back to work, and uh, you know that kind of leadership. Uh, it's pretty infectious around the group, right? They they want to have his back too, and you know he's talked about that before. But it's also they they see that he's determined to make sure that we get it done, and uh, they you know gives them more grit also. But uh, yeah, the the it was an emotional game for sure, bit of a roller coaster. The the dressing room after was was a great place to be. It was uh, it was a lot of fun and. I'm just, you know, as a coaching staff, you know, me particularly, just getting to witness that is <laughs> pretty cool. Well, you know, I remember, I think it was after, it, it was the first great cup you guys won a few years ago, 
I don't remember which game it was in the playoffs, but I remember listening to Willie Jefferson talk about how, uh, you know, they always know their job in defense, let's get the back, the ball back to the offense and to Zach because we know what he can do, right? And and they were just, that, that was their view. It didn't matter what happened, let's just get the ball back, uh, you know, so they can do that. So, it's, I mean, that was a very uh, fortunate, of course, but impressive. Now, just one last note before I go. The last two games, D.C. and Toronto, we've kicked a lot of field goals, right? Yeah. The problem, field goals are great, but the problem is the other team gets the ball to 40. I know. That's like, that's I don't like, like that really either. Field position. No, so that's, field goals are nice, but, man, that puts a lot of pressure on you guys. Yeah. They, I mean, that shorter field position now, it's, it, that 10 yards makes a difference. I'm sure Derek yeah. has the exact stat on what kind of difference it makes. But I, I think yeah. what Rick is going for here is that Rick, Rick, are you with me? They need to go for yeah, it for more, more on third and third two down. and third yeah. and five and go for touchdowns. Yeah. Oh, listen. Speak of that. Did you watch the, the? Not that I want to bring up the NFL, but the NFL game was that the Giants twice had the ball Oof. fourth and one at the goal line, and I'm watching that and I'm thinking they don't watch the CFL. No. Because you guys in, in the CFL, the plays that our offensive coordinators run are amazing compared to what they do in the NFL. Like, I, I don't know, I don't get it. But there, anyway, there's uh, not much of a quarterback sneak game in the NFL. You're right. You're right on that, Rick. Apart from the tush push of the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, they haven't yeah. quite got what uh, what we're doing up here. Thanks for your call, Rick. Appreciate you being with us. Thank you. Thanks, Rick. Uh, Rick, nice enough to be with us at 204-780-6868. We've got a couple minutes for the break here. Uh, this one from uh, Chris, who tweets at Stats Junkie, one of my favorites. Uh, says, Winnipeg punt returners appear to get instructions to let the ball bounce if the ball comes down near the goal line. He puts in parentheses a potential single. Do these instructions change if the opposition has players onside? Sass Calgary showed a bouncing ball has the potential to be a contested ball. Yes, the instructions would change. Well, actually, the instructions wouldn't change because the player would already be out there before they'd line up in their formation. So it's up to the the players out there to recognize what's going on, adjust accordingly, like we practice every single week, and then execute the play based on the opposition's alignment. But technically speaking, the instructions don't change. (laughs) But you would never, with onside players, you'd never let it bounce. You should never let it bounce. Right. But obviously with onside players, they, the kick might be different also. It might be a third of the distance or a quarter of the distance in terms of punt distance. So your returner has to stay back. As soon as your returner moves off his spot 45 yards downfield, next thing you know, they just pop one over his head. So you have to – There's Whole systems that get practiced, get practiced every week to combat those types of plays. It's exhausting. It's honestly exhausting. I just like it when I used to, when I used to think it was just twelve guys smashing twelve other guys. It was football was so much easier yeah. to digest, but there's so many things going the, on. The that kicking I can't game even... in the CFL is so wonderful, unique. Yeah. It's it should be cherished and should not be changed radically. It is such a great part of our game. And you can't list the number. You absolutely cannot go through and list all the scenarios that can come up in a game, kicking wise. There's just so many things you have to cover. Yeah. And uh, Paul Boudreaux, our special teams coordinator, does a great job. He covers a lot of them. And there's still things that come up where you just have to 
big picture, keep reminding them of the big picture on what matters on certain plays and, and let them be football players and pros and let them trust their instincts and make a play. Yeah, even if he thought you figured out all the third down kicking things, all of a sudden the guy's kicking the ball to himself yeah. on second down and getting a first down on second and 35. And you go, oh, right, live ball stuff. Yeah, you don't have enough time in a day, a practice day, to practice all the scenarios that can happen on punt, punt return, kickoff, kickoff return, field goal, field goal return. You, yeah. don't, you don't have enough kick out, hands, onside. You don't have enough time in a, in a week to go through every scenario on that. That's why having veteran special teams players is important because they just sort of run everything out there as a coach on the field. And we got a bunch of them, right? So it's, it's cool. 204-780-6868 as we continue on the Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. The Pro-Line Gold Bomber Coaches Show on 680 CJOB. Coach's show is brought to you by DeKalb. Book by December 15th and save with the DeKalb Instant Discount. 204-780-6868 for your texts and calls for the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Terry is on the text line, says, Coach and DT, flag football just got added to the Olympics. Although it's not our awesome CFL game, will you watch and be into it? That's the Olympics. I'll watch anything to do with the Olympics. Representing your country on an on a international stage like that. I, I love all that stuff. My kids laugh at me when the Olympics are on. Not that the Summer Olympics are tough, right? Because it depends on the time zone, when they're on, and during the season. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I am an absolute Olympic junkie. Nice. In terms of just watching people compete and win or lose, just watching them compete like that. And for their country, how important it You can see it. In the, on their faces, in their bodies, how important it is to them. You know, it's, I think it's so cool. I, I remember watching the Olympics and it was the, he was the first swimmer ever from Suriname. And I didn't know Suriname was a thing. I think, I feel like his name was Anthony Nesty. And if I pulled that one out of the dark, I can't believe it. But first ever medal from his country. Oh my God, that's amazing. Or mm-hmm. the, the woman who her cut just gets in and she's getting absolutely blown out in her event, but she's at the Olympics and damn it, she's going to finish the, the 3000 meters. God bless you. Like, yeah. that's incredible too. Yeah, there's some there's some great stories. There always is. Yeah. So, and I'm I'm 100% in favor of more exposure to football for for folks. And flag football is such a great game and a great way that our our kids get intro, introduced introduced to football. So uh, that the LA Olympics in 28 will have flag football. Bring it on. I'll also watch some Olympic cricket. I'm just saying. I absolutely yeah, will. Absolutely. <laughs> Brian is with us on line number three. Brian, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hi, guys. I have a couple of questions for you, Mike. Sure. Uh, deter- um, let's say um, BC gets uh, beat by Calgary. Would that determine how you, um, who you put in the lineup on the, that day, or would you um, just rest them, like, or go with the regular lineup and then rest them in the last game? I mean, it's, they're all, that's all information that we would use to make the best decision possible, but it's, you know, to, Oh, I, see. I mean, I'm going to the game, so I would like to see the best players for that game. Yeah. Yeah, well, we got a lot of good players. <laughs> you, yeah. You'll have declared your roster for the Edmonton game before Friday's kickoff, right? Um, yes. Yeah. So oh, okay. Yeah, so we'll know that we'll know uh, we'll know Brian that we're getting Zach Kalaris and company. I would I mean the whole crew is going to be there. I Mike hasn't said that yet, but I fully believe the whole crew is going to be there. So all the Kenny Lawler one-handers, they'll be on display on Saturday. Okay. And at the beginning of the show, 
um, Derek was saying, would you like to have nice weather? I was expecting you to say something like, I wanted to be very cold for the lines. <laughs> and like you said last <laughs> year, um, do you think that has a disadvantage for the lines? Uh, I think they're well coached and they're, they're professionals and well prepared. And so whatever they have to deal with, they're going to deal with it. However, they're going to do it, you know? So once again, I would never let weather, you know, enter into being a factor for our team. So I imagine no team does it either. Right. Yeah. Well, if there is a game on November 11th in Winnipeg, I like it to be warm. I, I'm Brian, I'm with you. I would like it to be warm because we keep that booth open because we're tough up there, but I, I don't want to have to prove it. Obviously not if you want it to be warm. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to prove it every time. Yeah. Um, Brian, thanks for your call. appreciate you being with us at 204-780-6868. Mike is with us on line number one. Mike, thanks for your call. You're on with the head coach, Mike O'Shea. Hey, Coach, how are we doing tonight? Not bad, Mike. How are you doing? Good, good. Thank you. Just uh, piggybacking off what you were saying on uh, – in terms of competing, like in uh, in the Olympics, uh, a good segue because I was going to ask you about a guy that I think we can all agree uh, his compete level is at the top. I, I know that Rashid isn't getting maybe the, the targets he's gotten in the years prior, but I just hear things like he goes back to UND with uh, Brady to see you know his alma mater, and he's he's looked at as a as an honorary person seemingly wherever he goes. Could you talk a little bit about? what he's brought to the team. He just seems like a guy that you would love to have 12 of them on the field at once. And, and just what he does, even when he's not uh, maybe getting the targets uh, because of obviously the stable of, uh, of excellent receivers we have. And I'll uh, yeah, I'd be excited to listen to you talk about sheet for me. Yeah. Well, his, his role is um, unique. You know, he's, he's a receiver that is able to, play that grinding, tough blocking game that you need so you don't always need to bring in a tight end. You don't always need to bring in a fullback. Sheed is unbelievable around the box in terms of uh, helping open holes for, for our running game. But, um, you know, I I am he, – he's very respected in terms of his, his – um, not acceptance of his role. I mean, that's a part of it, but how he thrives in it and craves that role too. Yes, everybody wants the ball offensively, right? But yeah. he just comes to work every day. I mean, you saw when he caught that pass, that crossing road against BC, and he turns the corner and the DB's coming up to challenge and he drops the shoulder and, and puts it on him. And, um, you know, obviously uh, that... You know, the feeling on the bench when you see your guy go mano a mano, <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and win, yeah. it's it's pretty exciting on the bench. It, it does – he does have the ability to drive that um, that feeling for, for the group. But he's been nothing short of wonderful um, for us and terrific player and a good dude. I, I, enjoy, I enjoy my time with him immensely. I also think he's the he's the owner of the coldest bomber photo of all time when he dove for the uh, for the pylon in that uh, banjo bowl a couple years ago. So thanks, coach. Good luck on Friday. Yeah, we'll be watching. Thanks, Mike. Thanks for your call at two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. Yeah, that uh, his Superman into the end zone, the south end zone was unbelievable, uh, and the great media folks at at the bombers captured it and. Yeah, that's a picture that uh, I hope he has forever. Just 
I would just make that five feet wide over my mantle because look, <laughs> look what I did. I, he was incredible. I'm pretty sure Sheed would not do that, but maybe we'll have to check his mantle. I I ran into the three of them. Uh, uh, gosh, uh, Evan Holm, Brady Oliveira, and Sheed at the at the game. And I said, "Can I take a picture, of you guys, for the media?" And Rashid's like, "Give me a sec." Had to make sure he brought out his two gray cup rings and then bling them up for the photo. I'm like, I would too. You worked for that. Absolutely celebrate that. Yeah. Bombers are back to practice tomorrow. The game is Saturday, 6 o'clock kickoff against the Edmonton Elks. Our pregame show at 4 o'clock. You follow me at DT on OB and check out the sports show on Afternoon Sports Run. We'll have the very latest on uh, who's in, who's out, who might be injured, and what might be up for Saturday's game. Coach, thank you so much. Yep, thank you. It's the Coach's Show at 680 CJOB.